0: hi and welcome to telepathic tv this is television that you watch with your third eye and i'm r neville johnston and this program is about creating an avenue by which you can become more conscious techniques of ascension uh, techniques of awareness that we don't necessarily have uh, i've spent many years in this uh, venue uh, and i'm highly qualified i might add i was shot to death woke up in the hospital seeing people in past lives spent well over 40 years uh, taking people into their past lives taking people between lives that's uh, taking people off planet to see your soul embodied in a being that lives in a different society with a different um, set of rules different customs different everything different Uh, To find that uh, your soul has got a particular, what is a quest, a particular piece of remembering that it's going to do during this lifetime, and discovering what that is may make all of this much easier. I would say that we, the human race, as a group, uh, have come here to remember, to trust our own instinct. We have proof of it in the language, Whenever you say, I knew it, you may have known it, but you did not act on it. And so to get you to uh, recognize and believe in your own flight path, uh, we've dedicated many shows to this. We did a series of shows about the ability to recognize and accept your own nature because we're constantly taught that our own nature is somehow vicious and negative and it's not our nature is to be open to be warm to have a big heart to take care to be excited to have fun to create that's our nature we've been sold this bill of goods that we're up to no good that we're somehow inherently evile uh what nonsense at any rate uh, the uh, the program goes on I've written many books on the subject of the language that we speak that the language we speak is um, part and parcel of the uh, brainwashing that we receive here on this planet and that uh, There are many false words in our language. Uh, there's no such thing as weight uh, you cannot possibly wait your your mind goes on Uh, The Language Codes book, if you uh, want to change everything in your life, pay attention to what it is. And and people have been espousing this, I imagine, since the 1800s at least, that um, our reality is made of words. We we have a word for everything. Our reality is made of words. And we believe the words to be absolute, but no, not so much. We are in command of the words that we think in. And uh, this is about the... um, getting quite acquainted with the um, nuances of the language we think in and to discard uh, a lot of words in English could stand some serious discarding uh we could go into it but I I'm just saying that this is uh, Mary when she teaches will do a technique of Bibliomancy and uh, this is the place at which you just open a book and see what's written on the page that you opened and then that has to do a lot with what's going on. It says the dialect of elitism. We're a little too familiar with that. The thing about it is we're all, compa- uh, we're all equal. I mean, we've gone out of our way to understand that. It doesn't matter who you are. We all have in common that we're in the same boat. We all have in common that we came here to remember something, which is actually to love, but uh, don't want to blow the hole final act for us compassion versus enabling the the idea of the uh, finding the uh, language anomalies there's a few yes huge glaring glitches uh, mechanics of language that's been in my meditations lately um, we'll do mechanics of language the book is you yeah, know i'll put the book okay the book is there the book is here i've moved the book by the mechanics of language you know we we do this all the time this is we really could pay more attention to what it is we do uh, with our language uh, how we create with our language and we create things that are not necessarily on our side and we don't have to continue doing this we don't we can get above this we can understand it we are in the process of it is inevitable that we will ascend we will become more conscious we as ancient beings on a flight through the universe have for a thousand 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 worlds ascended between your dna and your memory we will again ascend it's a done deal you don't have to sweat it you don't have to worry about it am i good enough am i worthy enough are the circumstances going to let me no you're going to decide and then it's going to happen um, i've talked with so many people free will okay What percent of your life is your idea? What percent? Well, it's 100%. Everything that happens in your life is your idea. Uh, We would therefore throw away the concept of there being anything like a victim because (laughs) there are no victims. It's all choreographed everybody chose everything Having died been to the other side. I got a lot of reminders. I brought them back to share with people And that's been the basis of what this program is Sharing with You the audience uh, Any and every concept of meditation uh, language invention um, everything these are a pair of rays, Aren't they cute? Yes, all right. They're in solid silver. Oh, there we go. I don't know if that's visible or not to anybody. There we go. Okay. Well, anyhow, the line that connects between them is a particle flow of my energetic field going from pole to pole right in front of you. Here we go. Maybe against the darker. I don't know I can see the line at any rate these are valuable devices, and I can say that I invented this it's a chalco that's got an amplifier on it I keep building these things they just keep appearing around me anyhow they work they work if you're familiar with the chalco and if you're not that's okay too and then the uh, angle in it is an interdimensional access portal that then radiates into our environment through this uh, spiral and because i added a sphere at the end of it it can get a far greater gain as to what it can bring through choker they're very healing you can um, anybody that's familiar with the Sekim, uh with the reiki uh, is initiated with uh, these symbols that's what, the way that works built uh, another device which I'm very fond of. There it is. Okay. All right. And this is a number of crystals put together with a magnetic field and a copper to charge it. And when I read people's palms, I like to assist people because that's what I came here to do. So I I can just do this. And I don't know how visible that's going to be. Okay. And that's, oops, did we lose me? <laughs> okay, try again. Okay, can I get the palm more visible? Let's do it directly to the camera. Thanks, Rick. Okay, this is my palm. I'm going to install. Do you see the line going? This is backwards through a TV monitor. I have to take a moment to orient myself to do it through my head much easier and that's that's the way you do that so that is a particular signature that has a particular gain that I've installed in myself that um, I once in a while see native on someone's hand but that is the way that works so we will be um oh sunday i'm teaching the subject of face reading whoa what's face reading physiognomy what's physiognomy the ability to look at someone and understand them your face is a map yes a map a map of what a map of who you are a map of your life a map of shall we use the word destiny yeah Okay, because destiny and choice are synonyms, by the way. You choose your destiny. Everyone and everything on this planet is going to drone on about how, do what, about how you don't have free will? Well, yes, that's what they're going to drone on about. Everything in my life is my idea. Yeah? Okay. I know that's rough to get across to people because we're taught so the opposite and it's not true everything everything that happens in your life is on your side no it cannot possibly be stop that I don't care I'm not interested believe it's not go ahead believe it's against you see if that's interesting and how's that working out for you and believing that things are against you all right so I'm changing subjects yet again and I'm going forward to the idea of teaching face reading which, um, which is an unbelievably powerful thing to be aware of. And it's uh, quite ancient, and there are many hundred books published uh, on, uh, on the subject of face reading that are in English language. Uh, it's come out of uh, several Asian cultures. The um, uh, two British uh, took a turn at a genesis in face reading. Although, when the Brits did it, they called it characterology. Uh, it's a very broad thing, actually. The, um, the expressions on the face and the movement of the body and the way I'm sitting in the chair at this moment tells you an enormous amount about me. And uh, all of that is studied. On Sunday, I'm teaching uh, the face at rest and what the features mean, the particular proportions to each other and i'd love uh, this is a live call in show and i would encourage you to call in if you have any questions really about anything dreams any anything you would be interested in knowing please give us a call and we'd be very happy to discuss it now uh, Rick if you can give me the close up this is uh, one of the the many 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 aspects of face reading and yes that's a face isn't it and it's not covered with ants Those are numbers, really, yes. And they go from one to a hundred. Really, yes. And uh, this represents years in your life. So this particular chart allows you to understand that every square inch of the face is highly legible. And that um, if one particular point on your face was accentuated in one way or another, you could tell a great deal about that person. Uh, it's, it's... First of all, all human beings read faces. Very, very few human beings know that. Uh, when I was very young and I had studied palmistry and then shortly thereafter began to study face reading because, well, obviously their sister science they were kind of the same thing. I don't ever talk to people much about uh, reading their face. I mean, I do sometimes, but um, to be able to read a person's face is to understand what's going on with them. The soul within shines through your face. It's not just the eyes. In fact, your whole body represents your soul's uh, path and everybody's doing a really good job there's nobody who's not the worst of us are doing a really good job of being the worst of us sort of like festivus but with a w at any rate understanding reading the face is an important concept now just oh yeah when i started to study it i would read several books on face reading and a month or something later i couldn't remember it and i'd reread them And then a month or so a few months later i'd reread them and um, i finally figured out the way to actually remember in your conscious mind what all this stuff means is by teaching it you know you teach it you remember it basically the way it works so um, i'm not going to teach it much after this i will take on individuals that are very bright that want to remember how to do this And I will do one-on-one sessions, but this Sunday is where I'm going to um, present it. uh, a lot of the knowledge from 1 o'clock to 6 o'clock on Sunday. I'm just going to lay out uh, um, this information. You get charts and so forth. We talk to you about your face and what it means. So I'm going to do just one thing. Okay, now. An arched eyebrow. And I don't believe I have to define that. An arched eyebrow. Yes. Okay. What does that mean? Would anyone like to call in and tell me what does an arched, arched eyebrow mean? Call in. Tell me what an arched eyebrow means. Pick up the phone. You have the number. Let me know. I'd just like to see what goes on uh, in this if we don't find anybody calling. You can call on any subject. It doesn't have to be. Uh, on what does an arched eyebrow mean, yes? And can you, (laughs) you can raise one, can you raise the other, can you raise one, can you raise the other? Most of us know, mm -mm, we cannot, we don't do the arch, we don't do the uh, eyebrows individually. No one ever taught us. Some people do, not the majority of us. This concept of, There's so many concepts in this stuff. Now, as I said, call in. Even call in if you want to ask what it means. But somebody, please, be so kind as to call in. Now, see this? Oh, eyes, aren't they? Now, if you want to spend the rest of your life winning every staring contest you get in, we could understand that we have... I'm sorry, here we go. Okay. The iris of the eye is a map, really. It's like the whole body's covered with maps. Nobody knows this, right? Yeah? Okay, this is a work of a particular Californian uh, who put together the... uh, First of all, the eye types. There are three... um, One, two, three, there's four eye types, even though there's three listed on the page, but there's four and uh different configurations in the iris have specific definitions if you would care to you can begin to understand what they are now you would think well you know i'm not going to walk up to somebody with a flashlight and pry their eyeball open and start reading these things okay Uh, But you know these things, you just don't know them in your conscious mind. That's why eye contact is so particularly important to we humans, because if we cannot make eye contact with someone, we cannot really vote for them, or trust them, or believe them, or any number of other things. But to understand, and these aren't at all the only structures, this is just a layer of the structures. that exist in the eyes. Okay, each one has a specific plus and minus, each one has an, a neutral, you might add, and each of them has a, a, a sentence or more of definition. And it's not, it, you was oh, that's God, how would I remember all, it's just, no, no, it's not difficult to remember this stuff. You'll start with identifying what's in your eyes and then that'll make it easy to recognize what you have in your eyes. If you recognize it in somebody else, then you're, you're all set. You can, you can begin this understanding of things. We have uh, one more chart and that's all I brought, but uh, this is the palaces in the, uh, palaces on the face, A truly, truly ancient Chinese concept. These palaces, uh, moon dust, uh, um, column of heaven, uh, they all have names. They all have uh, definitions. They all have uh, information about the person you're looking at. That is not in our conscious mind, and to pull it in your conscious mind. And so there have been many, many, many books written on them. Uh, primarily, the books written on them are translated out of the ancient Chinese into modern um, English, modern Chinese. The translated. And then there was one guy in Canada that just uh, uh, channeled information that's not anywhere else. That's truly amazing. He talked about the Merkava expressed on your face. And I know I've gone over everybody's head. But there's an amazing amount of... um Hi, caller. What's your name, please?
1: Hi, my name is Zoe in Fairfax.
0: Hi. What can I I do for you?
1: I called in a few minutes ago when you were uh, talking about the arched eyebrow. Aha. Uh-huh. And I've always read that to mean skepticism.
0: Probable definition. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I will tell you since you were, thank you for calling. And I do appreciate this and you can uh, ask other questions. You don't have to hang up right away. Um, okay. The arched eyebrow is, let me just say it in English, a control freak. The more arched it is, the more you have to be in charge of things okay now one method of being in charge is doubting the other person and therefore skepticism Mm. however it is let us say a micromanaging steroid addict who just has to be in charge of things now uh, if we've listened on the show i'm saying that uh, we wish to recognize everything as a form of love if we do not recognize it as love we don't understand it so that to get to that point, and that's the point of my next book, is to get the language lined up with the idea that your, your search engine in your brain goes to the idea of um, uh, recognizing it as love. Right now the search engine in the average person's mind is something like, will this hurt me? Or what did I do wrong? Or will this hurt me? or what did I do wrong? And that's, that's their first method of attempting to understand the world around them. Fine if you're very young, because you do want to be aware of something's going to hurt you. And when you're very young, everyone seems to want to tell you what you're doing wrong. It doesn't stop, by the way, just because you get older. But did that work? Do you understand? Um, think about uh, people that are very controlling jack nicholson really <laughs> well you see okay jack please didn't mean anything personal by that just as the parts you play i understand that you you were born to play those parts there's an expression in hollywood there is nothing that is not typecasting but it works that way so you see what i'm saying
1: right
0: yeah okay and so uh,
1: it does it you anything about a person who is able to raise one arched eyebrow versus someone who is not?
0: Um, not all people have arched eyebrows. Not all people are capable of making their eyebrow arch. Okay. So
1: to when raise... you read faces, do you ask people to to make certain expressions or, or try to convey things to you or um, do you just go from a blank slate?
0: what i'm talking about sunday is just laying down these principles by which you begin to understand Uh, having the face animate is uh, kinesics is the idea of the expression Uh, according to dr eichmann uh, there's if i recall there's seven universal expressions that you can make that are understood with or without language and that's a very big tell that that opened a lot of doors the whole uh, program lie to me is based on uh, Eichmann's work. And uh, it was Dr. Lightman was the name of the character in the series, uh, Tim Roth, in the series uh, Lie to Me. It was very interesting. That program was highly educational. But the um, idea of, um, so the eyebrow at rest will remain in an arch. Not mine, I guess mine. Oh, okay so there are other eyebrow shapes and they all have definitions and that's what i'll be covering the ancient greeks uh, came up with a whole uh, study of physiognomy in which the shapes of bird wings were compared to eyebrows and so then the character that the bird demonstrated was associated if your eyes eyebrows uh, had a particular configuration
1: it's interesting. I, I hadn't heard of the term "physiognomy before tonight. I've, I've
0: studied reflexology,
1: and I, I've studied handwriting analysis to learn more about people, but I, I wasn't familiar with that term.
0: Yeah, well, the entire of the persona, the physical incarnation that you're in, is a complete and total map. The idea would be to get to the point that you can assist the other human being by reading their map for them, as we can never quite realize what we look like by looking in a mirror. But somebody else can see us very clearly. Or the first time you ever saw yourself on videotape, you went, oh, is that me? <laughs> Good god. Give <laughs> me be a plastic surgeon immediately. Ah. <laughs> OK, but like that. Yeah, no, it's, um, um, I've been studying this for countless years. I the. When I was very young, this grand man, um, Timothy Moore, uh, who had written uh, a sensational book on on face reading, he was um, uh, ha- held a class in Manhattan, which is where I lived at that time in life, and uh, I went to I went to his class, and I was told uh, I had to be thirty two years old to get into his class, and. I lied. And I got into his class and this was really <laughs> great. And uh, many 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 years later, uh he had passed and uh, I was asked to do a rewrite of uh, the uh, of his teachings. But uh, that was uh, another project, but uh, at any rate I'm I'm wandering around in my past. Really the future is what's interesting. The past is uh, generally holding us in place rather than doing anything else. Uh, there's the expression, which I keep saying again and again until it will become an expression, guilt keeps the past alive. <laughs> yeah. Is that an expression yet? What do you think?
1: Uh, it's not an expression I agree with, no. but um, Really? I, I watched you in the past, and I'm happy that you are still on the path of being on public television. So...
0: Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say that. Uh, Guilt doesn't remain guilt very long. The book, the Protocols book, is all about recognizing guilt and not being manipulated by it. We had um, done uh, many, many shows in a a row where I asked, if tomorrow morning there was no money and you were to do what it is you would love to do in life, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And we didn't get a single reply, as far as I know and uh, yeah because that's well beyond thinking first of all when i said there is no money people go oh my god (laughs) but everybody if everybody did what they would love to do see this is what the advanced planets are like you can tell a planet's advanced because they give up currency because everybody's too, there would be no entertainment business on another, on an advanced planet because everybody would be way too interested in their own life to give up part of it to go see a movie. Why would I do that? I'm too interested in my life. Why would I want a break from it? Does this make sense?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question and depends how literal you want to take the answer. So if there were no money mm-hmm. what would i be doing
0: well yes.
1: uh, i i would still have to have food and shelter and uh, uh so no
0: no no everybody does what it is they love to do some people love to grow food okay. some people love to prepare food some people love to feed people so you would just go someplace and somebody would feed you
1: oh that's very utopian I'm, not, I'm a not little more of a realist than that.
0: OK, you win. I'm not here to argue. Thank you. Uh,
1: but that, perhaps that's why you didn't get a, a response, because it takes some thinking through that. Evidently. Um, I, I would want to do what, what would fill my days with joy. Yes.
0: Um, and that could be something sure. different every day. Nobody had to nail it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there would be, there, since there would be no land ownership, there would be crops growing, and suddenly, so oh, I'm tired. I don't want to do any more crop tending. I want to go be a socialite or something, whatever it is they might want to do. Fine, somebody else would just take your place. It wouldn't there be, you know, we have this idea of loss. <clears throat> the actual definition of the word loss is gain. I know, it's way too utopian. How is that? Oh, well, uh, if I lost my foot, I would gain uh prosthetic i would in fact why not both feet then i can go like that in races there's whatever it is you've lost you've gained if you lost everything you would gain everything
1: hmm.
0: yeah i know so,
1: i see one coming after the other but i don't see one as being the definition of the other so if you i lost see that foot, you don't
0: see that yeah yeah well so it's in a timeline for you
1: yeah yeah that's a good way of
0: saying it mm-hmm. okay well enjoy that
1: <laughs> all right thank you very much
0: well thank you i appreciate your call call uh, this is a lovely call i appreciate a call back later if you want uh it's been fun I, I appreciate it thanks for playing the games okay bye for now all right so the t oh okay now the other thing that uh, just won't stop with me is the um waveform generators (laughs) what's a waveform generator Uh, it's a device that um, supersedes your doubt when we human beings desire something we have been trained scientifically programmed for the beginning from the beginning of our life we have been programmed to wrap it up in doubt if we can doubt it, then that's normal for us and because we doubt it, we cannot manifest it. So, I began um, after a seminar with Drunvalo in 97, I woke up with uh, It came from dream into reality, I'll tell you. I began meeting with Zimra, who is a Hattor, who's, if I lose you, it's all right, uh, that in my dreams we would fill miles of blackboards with physics formulas, none of which are available to my current mind on this planet at this time. But I just had to build these things, the ones we have a shot set up, let's, yeah. the, these things um, work. And I'm going to explain. Here's a good one. So this is the ball. Really? Yes. Okay. Broadcasts. Okay. You put a program in this. I don't care what program. You put a program in it. You write it on a piece of paper. You put it under this thing. And then this thing proceeds to vibrate this into existence. Copper. whole chassis is pure copper. Uh, loves to move electrons and what happens when the ball goes into place I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this but if I don't put the ball in it, it it loses the charge see and then the minute I put the ball in it clicks on it's easier to see like that. Keep building these things that make energy lines okay now let me put a program in the uh, greater awareness, the most awareness that you're willing to acquire, as someone watching this program, okay. More than that. More than that. Okay, so that's the program. All right, now that that's on your timetable, not mine, but that's. Well, I'm going to talk no longer about seeing the line. The line's very apparent. Uh, the points do is, well. Anyhow, okay. So this is a waveform generator. It's a programmable waveform generator, and you put into it. And there's a thousand thousand stories. Mary's been so kind as to get these up online. A lot of these. Um, this one in particular is on the website right at the moment, and. Uh, i think that's it i know there's an equivalent to this one but i don't think it's that one specifically this is a small amethyst waveform generator the various stones have various appliqués. yeah that's the fluorite the green this is the one that's on the not this one this one okay fluorite is an unnecessarily beautiful stone my god they're magnificent Out of focus but still the one that's in focus is simply quartz Uh, this is very very miniature Uh, as you can see it's not uh, not that tall and um, i'd explain the difference to understand that the size turns out size was not that important really Uh, another story another time Uh, Let me see what else. There's uh, just a whole world of of things that keep coming through here. I have uh, many of these waveform generators and they work and they're the cure for the common doubt. Just allow yourself to open your mind to that which is greater. Um, What a skeptic does is doubt and on this planet doubting it's really not the greatest accomplishment you could come up with? Believing in something, now we're talking. But doubting, and somehow the skeptic feels that this is a way to meet women, that this is a, uh, something that's empowering to doubt. No, I don't think so. Doubt all you want. I mean, it's the bane of mankind, doubt. And to prove it, I'm gonna say that I don't doubt it. And works for me. So please call in if you have any questions on any subject. We've been here for many, many years and it's very important for us to begin to understand that the ascension of the human race is something that is inevitable. We aren't going to die in an apocalypse, zombie or otherwise. We aren't going to just fall apart. We aren't going to be consumed by corrupt political leaders. We aren't going to die in a plague. We're going to become more conscious. We are. I know that the media is constantly selling us whatever the next thing they can frighten us with. We've said so many times, um, you don't buy fear, they stop selling it. Because they but it's been set up for so many years this has been going on for as many generations back as i can possibly tell and certain peasants in rural england in the 1300s were afraid of warlords trampling through their village and leaving hickeys on everything you know it's just we're still here do you think we're going away do you think there's going to be the next helix oh yes charming (laughs) no it's not okay fine repeat this i have an immune system okay and if the immune system doesn't work i'll reincarnate you know the fear it's so much fun the difference between fear and information is the level of your consciousness proven it so many times you're driving in a car the car is going through a brick wall You have no panic at all. Why is that? Because you know about steering wheels and you know about brakes. So your level of consciousness keeps that fact that you're driving towards a brick wall. It reduces it from fear to information. See? Because of your level of consciousness. So if you're afraid of something, it means you've forgotten something else. Seems simple enough, doesn't it? It is. It's that simple. Everybody, the word, the word, complex. If someone says, I'm complex, what do you know about that person? You know that they do not understand themselves at all. That's what you know. If you understand it, it's automatically simple. Amazing language we speak, isn't it? So, if someone says, I'm, I'm really a simple person, they understand themselves. We're not talking Florist Grump, or whoever that was. One of his great roles, I suppose. Nonetheless, yeah, we're all brilliant. There's nobody who's not a genius. There's nobody that's doing anything wrong. We're all doing what it is we're supposed to do. And recognizing that as love is your bottom line. So uh, chaos, yes? (laughs) Chaos. Fortune favors the bold, because doubt creates chaos. And why is it we love doubt? Because doubt inhibits the flow. We love doubt because it keeps us from living our life in one second flat. You know, you sort of combust completely, become a cinder, return to earth, reincarnate. So doubt, we love doubt because it keeps us exploring. I saw a a very funny cartoon, and I think it was The New Yorker where uh, a cat was in a veterinarian office and the doctor had come out to him and looked at the cat and the cat looked back and then the doctor said, it's curiosity. Okay. Same thing, see? Curiosity and doubt, get it? All right. Language, this cannot be that difficult fine it can be that difficult I love it that it's so difficult because if I don't then I'd be out of a job and I would just skip off into some semi-tropical area and be happy growing bananas or something Uh, when I was a kid I lived in the Caribbean I was a kid kids 20s not if you're in your 20s it's not it's the most adult I've ever been yeah, well, let me tell you, there's more. At any rate, so call in with questions. Really, this is about, I've, I've done all this material. The new book is on understanding everything is love. Creating a language where it's very easy to understand it is love. The language we speak, it's next to impossible to understand anything is love. Yet everything is love. So call in if you have a question, why, you know, what is it that you are not, Recognizing is love and I'll translate it for you. What is it? You don't love and I'll translate it for you Because uh, that would be the point We can see this Meanwhile, I'm just going to make expressions into the camera Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. While we go on with the rest of the show So let me see, I wrote a book of short stories. I I recently wrote another short story that I uh, submitted to a writer's group to find out that it really is a book that I wrote. And so I believe I'll tell that story, Um, but please call in. Uh, This kid wrote, we the people of the planet Earth, in order to form a more perfect, Union, and he just takes the Constitution of the United States, and wherever it's the United States, he replaces it with the Earth. And he posts it, and he gets uh, 370,000 likes <laughs> and an unbelievably large number of shares. And it's soon called the Post that went around the world. And New Zealand of all the countries on the planet earth was the first country to ratify it into their constitution followed rapidly by the scandinavian countries canada and it just goes around the world and around the world and around the world and uh, pretty soon there are only two countries left that have not ratified into their constitution the idea of a planetary constitution and they are and they are china and the united states and you can see the new earth being born there and that's a very clever camera work by rick who's uh, cooperating with donnie who's blending the two this is very well done and there's the new earth it was that simple that's good. anyhow when 100 percent of the countries on earth have ratified the new constitution flying saucers land in every capital on the planet and Humanoid aliens get out and they say cousin cousin You're our lost family. We love you Look see that star in the night sky. That's where I'm from the center star in the belt of Orion That's where I'm from. I'm Orion and they they this is all over the planet and a dozen different civilizations land and it becomes uh, an amazing place there was no war there was no evil aliens and they begin to uh offer us rides to their planets so first statesmen but then virtually anybody could go for a ride and nobody didn't want to hear their stories when they came back and we began to trade we we gave them our fashions and our art and our Plants that were rare to them and our animals that were rare to them and they gave us back all of these things and this huge uh, Synergy between many worlds began and we humans began to grow a multi-planet Sense of belonging many people flat-out moved to other planets and so we went from foundling to adolescent, let me add surly adolescent, shortly. And we wanted to no longer have mom and dad drive. We wanted our own ships to go to these other planets. And it was agreed. They gave us the tech. They showed us how to build it. We began building ships. And then they announced that since we were now one planet instead of 151 angry countries, spitting at each other, that we were one planet, we became ION um, organization of nations, incorporated organization of nations. Uh, We incorporated into one planet. ION was the new government. It wasn't the feds. It wasn't one country conquering the others. We all just agreed to be one thing. And so they then said that the earth could be represented in the galactic Government and the Galactic government turned out to be three stars, uh, with forty-nine planets participating. And uh, the where the humanoids did governing for the rest of the humanoids uh, was ironically on the third planet out from the yellow sun. There was a blue sun, a red sun, and a yellow sun. And the rest of the planets had other purposes. And this is why this becomes a novel rather than a short story. but So we elected a man whose um, great-great-great-great-grandfather was however many greats, uh, was a Norwegian Jew who married an African woman who gave birth to his son, who married a Chinese woman who gave birth to his son, who married a very, very, very wealthy sp- Spanish woman. And so his... Um, he was made of simply all the races and very well-educated. And uh, uh, this is now the central character, and he was elected. And he had one job, which was to come back to the Earth and talk about what the federal, what the uh, galactic government was uh, up to and uh, for us to decide our opinion. And then he would take our opinion back. And uh, What happened was, the galactic government was debating about a Badlands planet. Badlands meant it was a bunch of countries. This particular planet had formed into two major forces that were bludgeoning each other to death systematically. The whole planet was losing it because of this constant conflict And the galactic government debated about giving advanced, uh, both sides, no favorites played, both sides had a chance to acquire the advanced weaponry or to just leave them alone. That was what the decision was to be. And the planet Earth voted to just let them duke it out, just let them do that. Okay, and he went back to the Galactic Government, and he lied, and he said that the Earth was in favor of giving them the advanced weaponry, knowing that the Galactic Government was not irresponsible, and the Galactic Government would take steps to enhance their consciousness to go along with the advanced weaponry. Okay, now, the method by which the Galactic Government was going to enhance their consciousness was to turn up the uh, color purple in the spectrum, visible spectrum of this planet, and so when he got back to the Earth, he was immediately arrested. Now understand this is many years in the future, and arrest meant being treated as though you were mentally ill, rather than a criminal. I know this is beyond us. I don't care. Okay, and uh, so in his trial, he stood up and said, "I." I had to do it that way it was a moral imperative to me Uh, it was it was important that these people be saved rather than letting them uh, pound themselves back into the stone age and he said he stood by his decision in front of his tribunal i stand by it do what you're going to do and uh, he'd become great friends with the pleiadian uh, ambassador who uh, stood up in court and explained that the planet they were talking about had been the Earth. How many people out there understood that, that that had been the Earth? Have you noticed that there's been more and more purple? You noticed? uh, Go dig through the closet, find a photograph of a rainbow from the 50s or 60s when they we had color photography by the 70s get a, a an old picture of uh, A rainbow and, c- and take a picture of a new rainbow and compare the two and you will find the spectrum does not line up There has been an increase not only in purple But in magenta magenta has been the latest magenta is the new purple And uh, the consciousness that the magenta is bringing is pretty hot stuff. But nobody knows anything about this. And again, it's not up to me to care. I'm just here. I may as well just own it that I'm reporting this stuff. And whatever you do with it is whatever you do with it. So anyhow, the Pleiadian ambassador, he was uh, at the end of the court. He was uh, simply removed from office. He was not put in an institution or anything like that. Uh, they could not disagree with the fact that he had to listen to his conscious, uh, conscience, and uh, which are the same thing, by the way. In case you've ever wondered about that word, they're synonyms. They mean the same thing. <laughs> your conscience and your consciousness are the same thing. Don't tell anyone. If anyone asks you, deny it. They're two separate words, they mean two separate things. Yeah? You can do that. <sighs> All right, so anyhow, he and the, uh, the story continues where he and the Pleiadian explore some of the other 49 planets and uh, have a good time. Uh, the reason that Hollywood buys it... Oh, yeah, the reason is um, we turned out to be the evil aliens. How's that for irony? I know I enjoyed it. So what else do we have? Uh, if this... Um, excites you. The idea of uh, uh, remembering how to read faces, uh, please uh, telepathic TV at uh, yahoo.com. Just send an email. Mary will send you confirmation. And we'll be at uh, Ruby Tuesdays, provided this is the 20th of March, 2014. We'll be at Ruby Tuesdays shortly. You're welcome to uh, join us and uh, mary is doing um uh, a series of advanced classes on the dreams um the tapping techniques and her psychic development and this is all very hot again um, she has the specifics it's all posted on the website interestingly enough uh, telepathictv.com which you may be at right now so when the show is over just take a look at uh, what's available there the um Waveform generators have been posted. The um, Amplified, the new version of the Choku Ray, has been posted. I have some of these that uh, would be available if somebody wanted, uh, was interested in them. And uh, let me see what else is there. There must be something else. Uh, Let me know what we can do for you. And uh, we appreciate your participation in your life and really truly it is about love Uh, if you don't understand it as love you don't understand it please run that axiom through your mind because at the end of all analysis the only thing that remains is love and to find out what that is and to jump to it instead of being dragged through these ridiculous search engines our brains have counterfeited into existence. The uh, one of the more advanced search engine is what's really going on. And to date, the most advanced search engine I can find for your brain is, why is this love? there you go.